Hello and welcome baseball fans to another episode of This Week in Baseball presented by Diamond Digest. I think this ep- this is episode 13. I'm not sure. Last week I thought it was 12, but I still don't know if that's right. I didn't bother to look. Um, anyway, but um, I am your host here this week, uh, Diego, and today we've got some friends with us today, Jenny, Tavi, Maddox. How are we doing today? Well. Doing well. Yeah, everything's good. Good to hear. Uh, so as always, uh, we'll run down through the standings updates and all that. We'll jump right into seventh inning stretch, talk about you know whatever there is to talk about in baseball. It's new week of baseball, new week of events. There has definitely been a plethora of things that have gone down. But as always, we'll start with the standing update. So in the let's start with the American League. The American League East, the New York Yankees are uh, up on the Rays, uh, eight games up on the Rays in the American League Central. The Cleveland Guardians are two games up on the Twins. And in the West, we have the uh, Astros, who are 11 and a half up on the Mariners. And your wildcard teams out in the American League are Tampa, Seattle, and Toronto. Uh, and one and a half games behind Toronto, you have Baltimore, and then three games. You have uh, Minnesota. Those two teams really still in the hunt. If you want to call the White Sox in the hunt, they're six games back, but it's Tony LaRue, so they're not going to do anything. Anyway, uh, in the National League, out east, we have the New York Mets, two and a half up on Atlanta, the Atlanta Braves. In the Central, we have the St. Louis Cardinals, five and a half up on the Milwaukee Brewers. And then out west, you have the Dodgers, an obscene amount of games up on the Padres. (laughs) And uh, you have the uh, Braves, Phillies, and then Padres as your wildcard teams in the National League with Milwaukee. Milwaukee. uh, Milwaukee, one and a half back of San Diego, and that's really the only other team in contention for that wildcard spot. I thought you were going to say Wade Lamont was in contention. (laughs) Wade Lamont, only Wade Lamont. Yeah, the Giants are bad. (laughs) Like, Wade Lamont. It's Lamont Wade. Wait, what were we saying? I don't know. You threw me off. Lamont Wade is the best part of that team. That's not true. But anyway, <laughs> but yeah, um, a lot of the standings haven't really changed a whole lot from week to week. As of, I, I can't tell you the last time I think these standings have changed, except for the American League Central in the last few weeks, because the Guardians have no business being ahead in that division. Yet here we are. <laughs> but uh, any any thoughts from anyone about any of those standings at all, anywhere? I mean, I really don't understand how the Guardians are winning that division. Um, yeah. I guess. Wait, is it a central division? Well, yeah. And <laughs> literally anyone can win it. <laughs> anyone can win. <laughs> um, Detroit. I keep feeling like that Twins team is going to take off and. The Guardians are going to fall, but Andres Jimenez is carrying them a little yeah. bit. And, I mean, Shane Bieber's been good, and they have the young pitching. So, I mean, it's a central division, I guess. <laughs> it's, it certainly is. The, I, have an the old, uh, I have an old meme where I took the poster for the cinematic masterpiece Rat Race and photoshopped a bunch of... NL and AL Central teams on there just to represent how those divisions really are. I mean, you're not wrong. Like, 
don't know. It's just that team you need to bust that out more. <laughs> the team, I mean, the Guardians. I I'm a big uh, fan of pitching in general. I think pitching really does get you further than any lineup will, and uh, it's it's good. Mm-hmm. Like I'm also a massive fan of Tristan McKenzie. Like I just love watching him pitch. He's like, I, I just I, I just love him. I also like Cal Quantrill a lot. Uh, I like their staff. Um, their lineup's doing enough. And yeah. so I think that's you find them in a spot where the twins are just running out of time to, you know, kind of bounce in. But they're only two games back, and that can be made up in a matter of days. So who knows? Maybe next week we'll finally see that movement. But the White Sox also were supposed to be running away with the division at this point, and they're struggling to stay at 500. Are they struggling to stay awake, maybe? Is that okay? <laughs> no, maybe. It's at least the manager. <laughs> like, Tony Lewis is bad his job. And it's funny. It's just it's so funny. Anyway, but yeah, the rest of the thing, I mean, the Yankees I think comfortably ahead. Not as comfortable as they were, but still pretty comfortable. I guess the NL Central you could still see some movement. Uh as much as I don't want to see Carson have any room to brag about the Cardinals, I'd imagine the Brave not the Brave, the Brewers don't have much left in them. I mean, we just saw the Brewers in two back to not quite back to back. Like we went Brewers, Miami, Brewers, Miami, and I mean, we split a, a series schedule. with them. The yeah, I I do not like the Dodgers. That's a whole other thing. But their last schedule is basically I don't like the Dodgers either. So well, the haha, the Brewers <laughs> and Miami um, are pretty much the only like non rivals. I think we see that we see the Mets in New York, and that's like pretty much it. And now it's all like San Diego, Diamondbacks. It's all divisional now, and that's just. I'm fine, I guess, but I also think they thought it was going to be a bigger race towards the end of the season than it is, and I think it's yeah. just going to be, it's just going to keep separating itself. But like we split a series with with uh, the Brewers two weeks ago, and then um, and then we 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 did drop one, but we did win the series this year. They're 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 not terrible, um, and I think Yelich is finally starting to warm up. He made some really great plays, uh, put some good balls in play, but he's you know. I think he's kind of in the same situation as Belly, in which his glove is keeping him alive, and then the the, the hitting is starting to come back too. But we'll see. Is Cody Bellinger's hitting really coming back? He still struggles. Anything uh, happening? He's it's it's a hot cold thing. Uh, his glove has never faltered. He's definitely saved us some runs in the outfield. I don't know if he's Gold Glove contention or anything like that, but he's definitely. Worth worth it to keep him in the lineup, especially when we have yeah. the other hitters that we have. He's going to hit in the eight eight hole, nine hole, depending on who's our catch, who's doing catching. Um, but like when he when he's right, he's so right. It's yeah. just so. Did he hot change his swing right? again or something? Probably. Like <laughs> it's, the the thing I've heard about Cody is that he just he's a little resistant to some types of coaching and he gets a, I mean no thoughts all baseball right but usually those thoughts are pretty great. I think maybe I don't I don't know if it's not that he doesn't take coaching well so much that it doesn't sink in which is a very different thing. I I there's a joke that he's dumb. I don't think he's dumb. I think he's just I think he knows what works for him. Um and then when it stops working he still thinks it works for him and that's not not really what's going on, but he's still he's still a good presence on the team. He's still just snatching things out of the heavens, and you know he's still Cody Bellinger. He's still he's still he's still a decent baseball player. So we'll see. Yeah, some team will overpay him this off season. 
Maybe. I mean, he's a he's a Boris client, so I don't. Dodgers tend Boris clients tend not to stick around on the Dodgers. Uh, I think I'm hoping. Last year he had a you know well first of all he had he had injuries major injuries last year he cracked a leg bone with a stupid guy um, spiked him and uh, I've I have lots of issues with that pitcher Um, but uh, he got really hot in the postseason we're kind of hoping that's what's going to happen again we've seen flashes of it he's definitely doing better than he did in the previous year maybe it just takes him a season to heat up now which is not great but. You know, Jock Peterson kind of did the same thing for us. Like, he was a middling hitter, and in the postseason, he was just dongs all day long. So, like, if, if Cody does that, we'll be happy. And I think either way, we're not probably going to see him when his contract is up in Dodger Blue. But we'll see. It's reasonable. Um, any, any other thoughts about, I guess, any of the division divisional standings or anything? It stays like this that I cursed the Chicago Rockies for Chicago Rockies, the Colorado Rockies. The Chicago Rockies. For tra- we're going to ignore that, okay? It stays <laughs> like these that I cursed the Colorado Rockies for trading away uh, Nolan Arenado to the Cardinals. The NLS needs more competition, and the Cardinals need to be worse. It's that simple. I curse it most days because I have to hear it from Carson. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the Rockies, like, for a long time, they're – a statistic staff was also mowing the lawn. So they've come a long way from that <laughs> series. Um, but their, their owner's a real estate guy. He doesn't give a crap what's on the field. As long as people are eating in the restaurants and staying in his hotels and like all like the nightlife. I don't know if you guys have ever been to Coors Field. It's fantastic. It's right in the middle of like a downtown. There's a, there's a, a extremely walkable area around it. There's lots of nightlife. There's lots of restaurants. And as long as that's thriving, I don't think they're going to care ownership is going to particularly care what they're putting mm-hmm. on the field. That doesn't mean that there's not people in the organization who don't deeply care, but I think the people who make the financial decisions don't. They're also potentially, they're also hamstrung by potentially the worst GM in baseball. I don't think it's controversial to say that possibly the worst <laughs> GM in my Not lifetime. Even. Who else would it be? Would it, um, uh, in baseball, I don't think we have competition. Dave Stewart with the Diamondbacks maybe is the only other person I could think of. Uh, I mean, Jeff Bridges, Brian he's very bad. bad. Yeah, it's not good. It's bad. Chris I mean, Bryant's who hired bad. him? Who who hired him? Is that's what I'm gonna say? <laughs> it's bad ownership. Yep. Ownership yeah. who does not care. Who does not care? Yeah, I mean that's always how it goes. You get um, ownership and you know GMs and team owners that just want to play real life games uh you know with players and teams that are supposed to be you know good and have fans uh but to them they're just numbers and money so uh speaking of terrible owners um we'll jump right <laughs> into our seventh inning stretch um and so uh seventh inning stretch if you're unfamiliar uh seven questions seven innings i will arbitrarily award points i was also again too lazy to find the little thing where I can keep track of the points, so I'm just going to keep track of it by hand, and you guys won't know how many points you have till the end. So um, we'll kick right off with Art Moreno and his family announced on Tuesday that they will be exploring strategic alternatives, which includes the sale of the team. Uh, while the Moreno's official statement didn't directly commit to selling the team, the, um, they used the term, now is the time. So it's gonna happen, is what it looks like. 
Um, the Angels have no secret been bad. A lot of it due to Moreno's um, hands-on approach to the team and not making great decisions. He's wasted Mike Trout's career pretty much this entire thus far. You know, um, not the only problem. Hmm. Yeah, not the only problem, but definitely a glaring one, easy one to look at. You have the best player in baseball, two with probably two of the best players in baseball, and can't even sniff 500. It's a problem. Like it's. So I guess the question here is, what would selling the team mean for the Angels and both Trout and Otani? I just want to I give mean, my thoughts on Moreno really quick. You call him a bad owner. I, I don't think he deserves that sort of chagrin. A good owner? I mean, you are an A's fan. So I, I, I wouldn't call him a good like. I would. We were, were just talking about a bad owner with the Rockies. I don't, I can't remember the name of who owns them. That's a bad sign. You know, owners should take after George Steinbrenner. I, in my opinion, he should be like the, he should be the ideal because Moreno, he was willing to spend money. He brought in, he signed Trout to that big contract. He brought in Otani, brought in Rendon. He didn't fail from a lack of trying. And I think that when there's so many owners and teams in baseball who are guilty of not trying, I don't think he's deserving of being lumped in with them. Oh yeah. I don't think it's for those reasons. I think it's for, cause he's just a, a horrible person who's tried to build awesome. the city of Anaheim out of lots of money who allowed a culture who a pitcher died during his ownership. Like that is unbelievable that that could happen, but it happened during his watch and he didn't didn't seem to take any sort of culpability at that. Um, there are major issues with women in his organization, major issues. And and they are afraid of coming forward because of retaliation. Um, there is just a, a, a disgusting culture around around the whole team when it comes to, to the drugs that happen, when it comes to the way women are treated. And and I don't care if you're putting, you know, I think it shows you have these big contract players, but you're not getting performance out of them. Albert Pujols, when he came to the Dodgers, immediately woke up and became Albert Pujols again. And and he's doing amazing things with the Cardinals and stuff like that. So I just I think he has from the top down created an organization that is toxic and terrible. Like, you know, the joke for a long time was, well, oh, the Angels are where pitching goes to. And then, you know, the horrible thing happened. But like. There's, there's no, it doesn't feel like a safe organization. I think Mount, Mike Trout and Otani are safe because they're the big names, but I think everyone else is, is, is at risk for like major injury or, or just a lack of caring, a lack of, of, of decency when it comes to the game. And, and, and then, and I brought up kind of the things that he's doing with the city, but like, he's, he's done terrible things when it comes to like trying to screw the money, the the money, the, the city out of money. Um, he has removed the team from its environs. Like we kind of joke about the Los Angeles angels, but he doesn't want to be a part of Anaheim. He doesn't want to be a part of that. And he's removed himself, removed the team so far from like it's local environment. It's just, it's insane. And so, yeah, maybe he will pay players big contracts and maybe he'll play them to keep around but the environment and the culture that they're brought into is just like, look what happened to Rendon. Like he just, you know, like um, 
or not, um, not Rendon. I'm sorry. Um, brain fart, Hollywood lifestyle guy. Um, Why am I having such a brain fart? Anyway, sorry, but, but just like we see, we see players get signed and they just like, and I think it has to do with environment. I, the, 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 the culture of, of, of aggression and uh, just absolute awfulness towards women is enough for me to deem as, is just an awful owner. So I'm ready for him to go. Yeah, I, mean, I was not familiar with all that stuff. I'd never paid oh, that yeah, much attention awful. to the Angels. Uh, well, they're our neighbors, so we have to pay a little mm-hmm. bit of attention. I'll, I'll defer to you on how they really are. <laughs> um, just from a baseball standpoint, when I think of the Angels in the past 10 years, it's throwing money at um, problems, but not necessarily in the right places. Mm-hmm. And like the Rendon contract, they needed pitching and they gave Anthony Rendon $250 million. Um, it was Rendon, like, sorry. Yeah. I just don't, um, I don't think, like Tavi said, I don't think they're a very well-run organization from the top down. And I think that has to reflect on the owner a good amount. Um, they've been terrible with um, arguably the best player of all time the best player we've ever seen um, for the past 12 years. They've never attempted a complete and true rebuild. Um, they're just throwing money, trying to patch holes and they're throwing money in the wrong places in my opinion as well. So I think it'll be interesting to see, like we just saw the nationals owner say he intends to sell the team and then ship off a generational talent. And it's a little bit of a different situation because trout's locked up for such a long time, but it's going to be interesting to see if he gets put on the market potentially. You mentioned the point about like the nationals also selling, it'll be interesting to see an East coast versus West coast team, which one garners more money, which one sells first, which one it'll be an interesting case study to see the two, how the two teams parallel or don't parallel. And the nationals have fully committed to the rebuild. Like, five years out at least, you know, and the angels aren't close. They're, they're not close in any sense. Um, And they have so much money tied up in like three players. Yeah. And then like the, I, what what you said with like, they're throwing problem money at the wrong problems. Like that's also how kind of how I saw a lot of those, like the Rendon contract, especially I'm like, their pitching has not been super good um, at, at all recently. Um, so I think that's always been their issue. And their solution this last offseason was like, oh, Noah Syndergaard, big name, not necessarily big production. Mm-hmm. So I think it's always been an issue. Plus, you know, Moreno's just a piece of garbage to human beings. So. And Syndergaard's gone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Angels fans are excited that he's not going to be the owner of the team anymore. So, and that if that's how your fan base reacts to that, like if they are like, this is the greatest day in the organization's history because you have intended to sell the team, then you've done something horrifically wrong for years on end. So, I, yeah, I do have a question was- regarding that, though. <laughs> what t- what fan base 
wouldn't be happy about their owner suddenly selling the team. I think you could count on one hand the amount of fans who wouldn't be happy to see that. Even Yankees fans would be happy to see Hal Steinbrenner sell the team, at least from what I've seen based on Yankees Twitter. Well, Yankees fans are delusional and mostly dumb. So, like, it's... <laughs> Yankees deserve nothing, and they need to change their racist policies. Dude, the the, Do- the Dodgers are happy. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, we love Dodgers fans team. are happy. We love magic. We love all- we love our ownership team. So yeah, like genuinely, the, the only the only teams I could think of is like Dodgers, Dodgers the Rays, Mets. Probably. Mets are still in the sort of honeymoon. Yeah. Um, I don't know Giants. And- Giants fans don't hate the top of the organization i think they're very indifferent towards them so yeah i've, I've never really seen much in any neither direction but those are really the only teams i can cardinals maybe too the cardinals i but, think are very happy with their ownership right now yeah. anyway so so that's four that we can really think of yeah. either way like i mean the just the reaction from not even just angels fans within like diamond digest who to be fair, are some of the more know, more intense fans. Some of them are, but um, I think as a whole, people were very excited. I just think I think that the fan base deserves a, a ownership that's proud to be where they're from. Yeah. Um, you know, this this the Angels started um, because of just a dream, right? The cowboy, the cowboy came and 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 he wanted he wanted a team for so long. He willed this into existence, right? And it just it where where it started and where it is now is so vastly different. Um, it's just I, they deserve an owner who cares about the team and not about developing the real estate around it. Yeah, that's probably you know <laughs> you want to show you know. I think something they got to start with is like showing commitment to like, you know, prospects and developing those prospects. And that's something they just really haven't done much of. Unlike mm-hmm. another team also out West and the Seattle Mariners is inning two uh, of our uh, something stretch. We're going to talk about Julio Rodriguez and his massive extension in Seattle. Uh, so he signed a historic deal, uh, mostly because of its structure. It is unlike anything we've really ever seen. So it's um, the deal is eight years, 120 million guaranteed. Like that's just kind of like the basis of it, but can with options and incentives increase all the way up to 18 years and $470 million. This is from um, first reported by Jeff Passan. Uh, so the Mariners are keeping Julio, who is the, the, the guy, but he's also 21 years old. He's like, he's just a kid. Like, He's, he's young. Uh, so does you think this deal changes the market at all with the way we see either deals like structured or like these young superstars continuing to get these big deals? Because like, I mean, it's as long as he doesn't pull a Tatis here, it's going to feel a lot better. But also Tatis still did what he did. But like right now it seems like Tatis is the exception rather than like the other uh, young guys who signed these long deals. Like, like Harris just signed one too. Um, not as massive and long, like 18 years is insane. That contract's going to be an adult by the time it's over. But yeah, just thoughts about the contract in general, um, how it's going to affect future contracts for young players or just structure of contract. I mean, I oh, think I it's a super. 
All you. All I All know you. is that his. <laughs> All right. All I know is that his account better be getting paid well, given how complicated that all mess is. I, I like the structure. I think, I, it's think cool. it's, I think it's a really cool structure. Um, I think the Braves are sort of setting this trend where you just wipe out the Arbiers early on players you think are superstars. And, I mean, they have basically their entire infield locked up aside from Swanson. And they have a center fielder locked up for like the next eight years. And I think that the base level of this contract is essentially like what they did for Albies or Acuna, where they gave him eight years, a hundred million or whatever. And then if he's the stud they expect him to be, they're going to reward him with the option down the line. And I think it's awesome to see the Mariners going out and spending huge money. They went and got Luis Castillo at the deadline. Um, Seattle baseball is fun and, Julio Rodriguez is a stud, and I really like the contract. Yeah. The other point I wanted to bring up about Julio is that it's not surprising that they, um, I think, gave him this sort of leeway. No, absolutely He, uh, for the past Olympics, like, played for the Dominican team, and they were basically, like, let him do that, even though he was already part of the organization. And I think that really showed that, a the trust they had in him as a player, and B the like the the that extension of goodwill means a lot to the player, and that buys a lot of loyalty from the player, and and I think this is a really good relationship between player and team in which you know there's some trust, there's you know especially since Tatis just happened, signing a young yeah. player can be can be well, but he did do that. He went to the you know, the Olympics and did really well with the Dominican team and came back and was still serious about baseball. And I think that probably informed the decision to want to keep him around for a while because when he was not necessarily, I don't know, under team control sounds gross, but when he was not with the team, you know, he's kind of still with the team, he was serious and he was focused and he was, you know, on a national stage and performed really well. So I think them trusting him to do that and to go and perform at the Olympics and do as well as he did informed this contract a lot of you're serious. You're going to be here for the long haul. You care about baseball and we're going to give you this leeway and we're going to try and pay it back and that sort of thing. So I think, that situation is kind of unique to him, but that's also just kind of how contracts you already mentioned, like the Braves are doing, are doing some like, you know, offering contracts and you're right. Getting rid of the, the, the early guessing in those, those first couple of years. Will it, will it be a trend that stays? I don't know. Um, but I kind of like it. Um, I like the idea that, that a team can have a player that they cheer for, for a long time, those franchise players that keep fans coming back, even during the tough years, right? Like you, you go to the game to see your favorite player, even if maybe they're not going to win, but I mean, that's what's kept angels fans around, right? You come for Mike Trout, you come for Otani. Yep. Um, but like you, that, that show, showing that commitment isn't just for the player. It's also for the fans. It's, it's saying we're going to have, this is going to be the guy for the next coming year. So I think it's great. I think Seattle's really doing things right as far as the way they're currently running their organization. I just, it's really hard to dislike the Mariners right now. I feel like unless you're a fan of a team in their, in the division. And even then people are like, okay, they're still, it's a fun team. They're exciting to watch. Like it's and last year. I think it really showed last year at the end of the year, like everyone's rooting for Seattle at the end of the year last year. And the on-field dancing, like how can you beat like the camaraderie on the <laughs> exactly. field? Exactly, exactly. But yeah, it's uh, it's. I really, really like the deal. 
for Julio. I think he's also like an absolute stud, like Maddox said. Like he's just he's gonna be the guy in Seattle for years to come. And even if things don't pan out, like five, six years down the road, you're still gonna have Julio out in the outfield. So I think it's a good a good deal for him, a good deal for the Mariners, a good deal for the city of Seattle as a whole. So um, but we'll jump from Seattle clear across the country down to Florida in Tampa Bay for inning number three. Staying on the extension talk, uh, Tyler Glasnow agreed to a one-year $25 million extension. Uh, I think there was an option for a second year. I believe believe there was an option. Uh, It was either an option for a second year or it secured him through both this and next year. Yeah, it's one of those two, I believe. It's $25 million in 2024. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There we go. So it yeah. wipes his first year of free agency. Yeah, yeah. There it is. That's where it is. Um, either way, um, bored by Jeff Passon as well. Um, I the question around that is like, uh, so the Rays are gonna, you know, Ray. Uh, so we are already thinking about it now. Is Tyler Glasnow going to be a Tampa Bay Ray by the time that even hits, and we're talking about that that time next year in twenty twenty four. I think the more interesting question is, is Tyler Glass now going to be a good pitcher then? Because he's extremely reliant on his fastball. He's at like 60% fastball usage for his career, which is really high, especially in this era for a starting pitcher. Like only someone like Spencer Strider leans on their fastball that much. And he's really dependent on his velocity, even with uh, for like his off-speed stuff like what makes his curveball so great it comes in at 80 miles per hour uh it would be less special if it came in at like 77 and he's already had some history of injuries uh i really don't like saying this because i do love glass now he's very handsome um in addition he's on the 60 day right now so yeah exactly (laughs) he's only thrown 88 innings this year something like that and so he might not be, he might, probably won't be a Ray into the future after this contract, but he also might not even be a pitcher in MLB for much longer after this contract ends. Cause he's going to be what? 31 when it ends. Something like that. Is he that old? He very well may be. I don't, I don't know why I thought around. he was younger. He, you're right. He has been around for a few years, but I just thought he was like, I guess at the end of 2020. He's 29 right now. Not. Okay, so yeah, that, yep. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought he was younger for some reason. Of course, he could yeah, always just age like Verlander. It's the hair. It's the hair. It's the hair. Yeah, yeah 100%. <laughs> well, I'm, I mean, we're talking about one of the things that frustrates, I think, me for the, the, the Rays fans is that they don't have franchise players, right? As they soon have as somebody Franco? Gets, now they do. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah but they 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 trade. They tend to trade away their stars, right? For for younger, for you know, Diego knows that. Cheaper. <laughs> yeah, for younger, cheaper. And um, I I took it as a positive sign that at least they'll have someone familiar to root for for the next few years. I don't know. Again, I, if he maybe doesn't get traded or anything like that, I look at it as a. I don't know. I I I want to. I want the fans to have someone that they can like follow through their career, but it's in only two years. It's a pitcher who's injured. All the points that, that Jenny made. They Who also have Kevin Kiermeyer. For now. 
<laughs> yeah, he's. Been, what do you mean for now? He's been there since like 2008. That's true. That is true. But are they franchise players, though? Like, are they? He's one of the greatest center fielders of all time. Defensive center fielders. Clarify, he's one of the greatest defensive center fielders of all time. You're talking to an NL West girl. But he um, is very Kiermaier is, is like that he, guy. no, 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 he's good. But I'm just it just I feels like every time they get excited about somebody, they trade them away. So yeah. I don't know. I was just happy to see fans get a really fun to watch player when he's on the field, a really yeah. exciting player, and one who definitely knows how to charm an audience. So fun to sure. watch, fun to pay attention to, a good ambassador for the sport for the team. Yeah, I have no That's idea certain. why I thought he was at like fifty or forty career. Where he's at twenty two. Kiermaier? Yes. Oh yeah, I think like like seventeen. That's probably defensive. Yeah, that of course. Been overshot. Anyway, <laughs> about to say something. Yeah, I just think the contract is sort of like a leap of faith. I mean, he hasn't. He threw eighty eight innings in twenty twenty one, and he hasn't thrown a pitch in twenty twenty two, and. I just think that the Rays are a smart organization, so if you're going to bet on anyone to land a leap of faith, it's probably the Rays. And at his height, he was one of the most dominant pitchers in baseball. So I think they're just hoping he comes back from this season um, healthy and strong and that he can turn in. I mean, now they have Shane McClanahan, who's a bona fide ace as well. So, like, if he comes back and he's an, a good number two for them, I mean, the the Rays window is never ending. So they're just banking on maybe having a stud number two as well for the next two years and hoping it pans out for them. With yeah, the way they I mean, can develop relievers, McClanahan, Glasnow, and the and then their bowl postseason is a very scary proposition. Yeah, they and also have Baz. Right, like, two more years of Shane Baz development. Right, they've got the Rays, no pitching. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how it how it goes moving forward with that. I don't know, like to, like to be fair, like I like um, Tavia said here, like being an NL West fan, like I don't see a ton of the Rays just because like they're never playing the Giants. Um, but that will all change next season because <laughs> in number four, we have the MLB release uh, the season schedule for next year. And per the collective bargaining agreement uh, that was agreed to um, in March, uh, we're going to start seeing every team playing everybody, um, which I think is huge. I think it's oh, it's the only positive th- – this might be an exaggeration – the only positive thing Manfred's done for the game of baseball. <laughs> like that's probably a, like an uh, you know an absurd uh, hyperbole hyperbole of sorts, but like it doesn't feel absurd enough to not say it anyway. But um, yeah, so every team's playing everyone. I um, think it's every year they're gonna flip flop like cities. Those teams you only see in once or twice. Um, the only exceptions being you have like the interleague um, rivalries, like the Subway Series, the Bay Bridge Series. Um, Pirates Tigers was listed on here. I didn't know that was a rivalry. Yep. Okay. Well, it's both. It's a little sad lately, but it is very much. I didn't know. Yeah, and that goes back like a century. Like that is a long-standing rivalry. Yeah. All right, Poppy, quit punching down. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, um, either way. But yeah, um, I think it's going to be great. Um, I think it's supposed to be. one three-game series against each opponent, except for those rivalry games. We get two 
two game series. I think one home, one away. Um, I think that's kind of how, at least I'm pretty sure that's how the A's and Giants have done it for yeah, years. It, yeah, it is. Like, I don't know it about. It might have been the, it, it changes. I think it might change between two and three game series every once in a while. I, th- I think it does. Either way, though, I think it's, it's always. It's, um, it's very similar. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I hate two game series. I think it I think it messes with players. I think it's a lot of travel. I think the schedule is unfair on the Mariners quite a bit because they have to yeah. travel the most. But I am excited to see some of those games happen. However, the way I do not care about some of these matchups is just like okay. You know, I it on the here on the whole, I like it. In practice, it's like, oh, okay, we're gonna play them. All right, you know, oh, we're gonna spend two days across, like at the ass end of the country, and then move on to another city, and then move on to another city, and then move on to another. I, I don't know. I don't know if the practicalities of that are something I actually like for the players. That's fair. I mean, how much how much more mileage does this really put on them? Because it's not like well, the they're cities- on the Mariners. Does a whole it lot. though? Oh because, yeah. Hold on, hold on though. Because how many it's not like they're it, Seattle's really the only city that's exclusive to the AL or exclusive to either league, really. Every other major city has both an AL and NL team, you know, Chicago, New York, uh, I guess Milwaukee. Uh Milwaukee's not a major city. <laughs> well, but they're a team that's and it's and it's a I mean, relatively the, Padres, the Diamondbacks, the Rockies, like uh, the there's NLS a lot of standalone seasons. Yeah, there's yeah. Like teams. I'd call Denver a much more prominent city than Milwaukee. Like yeah. either way, like I I understand your point you're trying to make here, yeah. but like I'm excited to see Yankees Dodgers because that's also a rivalry that's been around for you know I a just... century. But but this makes me feel very old man. But I just absolutely despise this. Like what's the what's the point of having the American League and National League now? Like, there's nothing differentiating them at this point. It's just like the NBA having the Eastern and Western Conference. In fact, it makes less sense than the NBA having an Eastern and Western Conference because it doesn't reduce on travel time or costs. It one of my I one of my favorite things about baseball was genuinely there was a difference between the American League and the National League. You know, with the with the DH, they both had different sort of vibes the national league more historical sort of feel with a lot of their franchises being some of the oldest in baseball but now that's all gone and they're just it's just basically the afc and the nfc like in the nfl it's blame it's boring it takes out some of the flavor of baseball and like teams still played uh, uh interleague games it's not like they didn't exist at all they just happen at a much smaller scale. I really just do not like this at all. Uh, I think it removes some of the magic of the sport, removes some of the magic of the playoffs. Don't like it. Yeah, I mean, I think players are going to like it less when they see the practicality of traveling all around mm-hmm. the country significantly more. Um Again, there's going to be, like, there's series that I am excited for, and there are series that I just, I... I, I don't I don't care if we play them or not. Like, woohoo, Brewers Rangers. <laughs> yeah, that's, I think that's like that's like a perfect example. Like that was such a good example. <laughs> oh, can't wait to go watch you know Pittsburgh in Kansas City. You know, 
Hey, that they probably had some good uh, playoff probably. matchups. Probably, you 70s. get the point. Those but are bad no, they teams. didn't. They didn't ever match up in the seventies because they were in yeah. different leagues, and they never. I'm wondering the at the same time as each other. Yeah. I'm wondering if this is like the answer towards, or an attempt at answering the idea that like some teams always win the division and some teams always lose the division. Um, like I, I kind of like propose that they should shake up the divisions a little bit, just Increasing to like variance. Yeah, yeah, but the, I mean, I think this is kind of how you do that without getting rid of those divisions. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I, I again, I'm I'm fifty fifty on it. It it also makes uh, division games matter less, which is something I very much do like. There's also less not of like. Them. Yeah, yeah. It it makes them less common. It reduces the fire of intensity between teams. I absolutely do not like uh, Seattle Astros um angels rangers who cares uh but i genuinely do not like those teams i get a frown whenever i see that we're playing them and it's because of that fire that division games bring and i think you can't really get rid of that because that's a key component of all sports and well the dodger so schedule is the mets and then all division games and in this year it's not going to be that exciting, but last year would have been crazy exciting. Um, well, it's it would have been how much more exciting would it really have been with how the between the, the, the past Giants and the years. Dodgers last year yeah. that was that was intense that was really intense it was but I neck mean and neck but the I, whole time but I mean the Dodgers have been so good for so long that really there's only so much variance you can throw in with how good they've been right. That's why I think this is an attempt to kind of shake up the divisions without actually shaking up the divisions. I sort of think it's Manfred's and his uh, team of goons, just their effort to grow the game a little bit more and try and make it more marketable. Um, I think it's a good thing in that sense. Um, kids are going to be able to see their favorite players come to town more often if they root for out-of-town teams. Um, you're going to get the best teams in baseball playing against each other every year, no matter what. Um, which I think is a great thing for the sport. But then also, like Jenny said, who really cares about Brewers, Rangers? Um, so I think that the one thing I really loved about it is that everyone plays the same time on opening day. Like they're making Memorial Day a big thing. They have a bunch – like the Crosstown rivalries are great. Um, I think they're at least making an effort to market the game a little bit better which is more that more than could be said in the past everyone plays on game 162 um so i thought there were some good things about it i think the travel is going to suck um for sure on the players but at least i think at least they're trying to do something good which is more than they've done for a long time Absolutely. and i I think the scheduling is also really important because like those division rivalries are so important to like old baseball fans. And if you're going to play five less of those games, maybe don't have the Mets and Braves play 11 of their 14 games in May, mm -hmm. throw them at the end of September and make those division rivalries. Like Man. you can at least like make those the intense end of the season postseason stretch and still keep those rivalries fresh as well two things 
first off, Maddox, I don't appreciate you calling me old. <laughs> Secondly, um, there this does... Uh, all right, I'm just going to bring this up. Remember how intense the Astros-Dodgers games these past few years have been because of the hatred between them? Mm-hmm. Having well, less like often... But it's but there are still reasons. Yeah, fair. There's something that should be considered. I just do not get the point of it. I like yes, it, it increases marketability of players, but that's really sort of reason I can see. And in the in the net run, I think it makes divisions less intense which I think is an overall net negative for the sport because a lot of intense rivalries is what keeps teams, or not teams, what keeps fans invested. Uh, like Ask a Mets fan who's 30, 40 years old, their opinion on um, uh, the Braves and uh, who was the switch hitting third baseman. I should know his name. Chipper Wasn't Jones. That long. Yes, ask them ask them their opinion on Chipper Jones. No well, he has opinions for other reasons now too. So. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> you don't well, have like, to be 30 to dislike Chipper Jones. You do not. <laughs> <laughs> but but you get what I mean. Yeah, I get you. The, the point being I don't know. I think it's I I like the idea. I just think there will be growing pains for sure. The travel is going to be something they have to figure out. Uh, if that means teams invest more for better travel for their players, I think that might be ultimately a net positive. Um, do I think teams like the A's will cut those corners? Yes. <laughs> but we'll you know see. I, you know what I didn't look at? Because there's so many more two-series games, that means a lot more day games and getaway games. I wonder if that's going to affect – I wonder if that's going to affect viewership because – Getaway game like today we had we had breakfast baseball we had a nine o'clock I game. know right I love breakfast baseball yeah <laughs> fine but like if if you work a if you work a like if you're working a nine to five and I'm lucky my employer doesn't care so I listen to the games on the radio but like you're gonna miss a lot more games if there's a lot more getaway games like that I don't know if maybe that and they've they've adjusted the schedule for that but that impacts travel that impacts a lot of things that impacts a lot of things yeah I, today. Every game except for one started at at latest at three p.m. for me. Yeah, East Coast and it, and it sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, I think it's ultimately going to be good. Um, I I think as soon as they figure it all out, it also could be gone the next CBA. We'll see what happens. I do. But, hope um, it is. Uh, it's not I'm grouchy about. Yeah. Anyway, um, we'll move on so from like, that. Though. I just um, think about it. Yeah. No, get your point in. Get your get your point in. Well, look at the NBA and the NFL. There are there are less overall rivalries. There still might be. There are still some very intense ones like Saints, uh, Saints, Falcons, Cowboys, Eagles. But there are less overall compared to like baseball. Baseball is it's the most. It's arguably the. I'm trying to figure out how to look at this. I don't want to say most intense, but there's a level of. Um, there's a level of how much there's the, century uh, old rivalries that the other team, the other leagues can't match. Well, much. that and just it, it stays with you longer when you see these guys so often compared to like uh, the NBA and the NFL who see other who there's less overall yeah. crossover between the teams as much. 
And I think that's something that's very special about baseball. And I think that's something that you shouldn't really tamper with. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of tampering, uh, <laughs> we're going to go. That was the perfect word. Um, to the next next inning here. Um, so we got some more um, updates, news from the Astros cheating scandal with Jeff. I, Lunau. thank you. Lunau, 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 I think. Um, and according to Evan Drellich of The Athletic, um, deleted data from his phone during MLB's investigation uh, on the team's sign-stealing scandal. Um, interestingly enough, um, Lunau claimed he was removing sensitive photos of his wife, which is the lame ex- excuse I think I've heard, because I doubt it's true. But there's a chance it is. I, I don't know. Either way, um, how does this make it for Lunau's possible reintroduction to baseball uh, is it impossible now and also what's any better excuse let's get some better excuses for that too and also while you guys start talking about that i'll be right back so i have to go grab something real quick <laughs> i just want to get this out of the way who cares i'm tired of the astro scandal stuff and i'm the one most qualified to say that because i should hear a division with them i just don't care anymore about the Astros. I don't want to hear fans bring it up. I don't want to hear people talking about it. I am completely over it, and I just want to be rid of it. I want MLB to just finally wash it, ha- wash its hands of all of this and not have to bring it up anymore. Yeah, but Major League Baseball designed it this way. Manfred yeah. literally yeah. said the shame of it will be the punishment, right? So like, had they punished them, had they done some sort of official I venture, feel like I'm being punished when I have to see so many people bring it up over and over and over again regarding the team. And there's so many good players on the Astros, and they all get overlooked for lol Astros cheaters. And you, go look, go pull up my Twitter back when that news broke. I was going scorched earth on shit, and it, <laughs> I just have no care about it two three years later no if, why did i think it was three years later it's been one, like one or two years i just don't well, care 20, anymore 2019 was when it broke um i mean you're you're that's a totally valid opinion but like that's that's where you know manfred and and major league baseball left the situation was well the 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 shame of it will be enough so it, they, there's going to be did shame for the rest of their it. life, yeah. right? They, no. they, it was it was more than badly bungled, right? And as far as Luna and the pictures, like if it really was pictures of his wife, I absolutely respect that because no one, yeah. no one, no one gets to see those except who she chooses to show them to, right? Exactly. If yeah. that's real, fucking respect for that, you know. I good. Um, yeah. If he's using that as an excuse, you man, like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. don't. It, it if, does if throw her under the bus a bit. It does. Well, I mean, everybody gets, I mean, I'm not saying everybody has naughty pictures, but naughty pictures exist and you get to, he said said they weren't even of naughty pictures. It was of her giving birth. Yeah. Which is, I would argue. Something you should respect. Sure. I know. I was going to say that's arguably even more intimate. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's arguably even more personal. So in that case, he maybe should have if that was what happened, he should have gone to an executive and say, hey, I have these things on my phone. Please allow me to delete them. Um, and if they say no, then you go ahead and do it. But if you go ahead and say, like, hey, I have some sensitive photos of my wife or of a family member or of I mean, even honestly, like even if it's your kids, 
you should be yeah, al that's... allowed to take that off. Now, if you have a trusted person who stands over your shoulder while you do that, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. That's a very delicate situation, but like, yes, no one in major league baseball deserved to see those photos. If that's what the really, the real situation right. was, that's, that's true. Uh, Who does MLB think it is the NSA? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, <laughs> phones fall out of pockets Topical. all over the place, but um, yeah, no, I, <laughs> but I, I, it, as far as should Lunau be back? I, I no, no, he shouldn't. Drellich's article said a person with knowledge of the investigation also said Loonhow told the MLB he hadn't deleted anything else on the phone, yet when the league looked at hex of the SMM, SMS database, MLB also found traces of nine messages between Loonhow and Kosh Lesser from March and August of 2019, a person, of the knowledge, a person with knowledge of the investigation said. Yeah, and, so fuck him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, so, this, I also want to bring this up. If he did, if he did delete uh, stuff saying that, like, "Hey, let's cheat, let's do it." Who, who, who cares? Whose opinion is that going to change? Everybody hates the Astros already. What's it going to do? Everybody already wants to run them from town and and yeah. make MLB a twenty nine team league. So, like, I don't see the point of it even being news anymore. Everybody already Astros. I mean, I do think it's worth pointing out. Drellich brought this up as he's releasing a book about the Astros cheating scandal. Well, yeah, obviously, like it's, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, if anything, I think it's excellent point. It's it's just a big marketing scheme. Um, granted, I mean, it worked. We're talking about it now, but um, I like, am going to buy the book. <laughs> yeah. Either way, um, I mean. Uh, if if it's not an excuse, like I'm at, like yes, absolutely, that's the correct thing to do. But it just seems like such like oh yeah, this seems like a excuse I came up like you know like it doesn't seem genuine. Also, let's talk about why you should have a work phone and a private phone when you're yeah. In that also like doesn't every of other like high ranking executive ever have like probably minimum two three phones probably, um, mm -hmm. but. Which maybe that's why he texted on the private phone because it was naughty stuff that was about the cheating. I mean, but like, still, like that's why separation of work and private is incredibly important. Yeah, it's, it's. I don't know. I just think, like, it, yeah, like I was very much uh, uh, on the same side as if it is genuinely true. And yes, I think that's the correct thing to do. Do I think it's genuinely true? Probably not. But I think there's a kernel of truth. Maybe there might be. And so that's the problem because I can't feel like I can fully lean into like, yeah, you're the like, it's just worse because like, there's a chance like a non zero chance that it is true. But either way, I don't know. Diego, you talked about our thoughts on him being a GM again. Like, I don't care if he is or not. I really don't feel like what he did is any worse than what other teams potentially did. At this point, I'm just tired of cheating scandals. I hope another scandal comes up so we can all forget it. I mean, that's um, also a toxic environment that happens. I mean, oh, absolutely. A, that, yeah, the, the Astros did, did have some bad stuff going down around that. So, yeah. yes, that is With a good point. Right? So it, it wasn't just the cheating scandal. There were other aspects of his tenure. Yes, terrible. yes. the cheating scandal does not affect my opinion on whether or not he should be a GM again or not. Yeah, I'm correct. just, I, I think you're pretty foolish if you don't think that other teams were also trying to steal signs and gain illicit advantages in other ways well other teams 
quite literally got actual punishment for it too. So I mean, yeah, did they? I that mean, envelope. That envelope steal. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you look at like uh, the Braves, was the Braves international uh, sign? Yeah. Or not, not the bonuses, the I, international bonuses, yeah. right? Yeah, the Whole bonuses. people were banned from baseball forever. Like at least one person was banned from baseball permanently. I think another one got either a one or two year suspension. And then the the, the Braves organization itself was punished uh, in its signings and it couldn't sign and had a limited pool. And I can't remember the exact details. Um, that was at Manfred's behest. And that just really illustrates the difference between a baseball crime that hurts other clubs and a baseball crime that puts butts in seats. No, yeah, I think that's a fantastic way of putting it there. So I, I, I want to add another thing. It's the, it's a baseball thing that hurts other teams financials, uh, the signing awesome. stuff, and, but the sign stealing didn't really hurt other teams financials. So I think that's another good way to it ruined people's uh, careers too. But yeah, that, I mean, I think it definitely did. And in, in a less like, cons like uh, obvious way, but definitely did. I mean, I would say. Oh, oh, winning a world series it increases the value of the club, right? You can profit off that forever. Yeah. The the amount of jump that the Dodgers winning that World Series versus the Astros winning that World Series in value. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I just think it's... Sorry, it's for those of you at home, I was doing dumb art <laughs> stuff. <laughs> for those of you who listen to our exclusive audio um, version of this, you should check out our visual one. There's a lot of visual effects that happen It was here. so informative. Yeah. But yeah, there's, there's a lot of like... Um, that I forgot what my point was. I was going to make here. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. It's fine. Um, I'm trying to get, Oh yeah. The um, winning means a lot to everyone, no matter what it is, whether that be your favorite team, like the minor league teams, even some like, like the river cats won a triple A championship a couple years ago, the giant triple A affiliates. And I was stoked. Like it doesn't matter who it is. If it's a team that has your rooting interest, like a player, you want them to win. And so speaking of how teams having your favorite players, the World Baseball Classic coming up here, the Team USA has uh, – this is also inning six if you haven't caught on by that point. Um, <laughs> the, the World Baseball Classic is coming up here, very fast approaching, very, very exciting. Uh, Team USA um, has very much been very ext extremely public about the players they're having. Uh, they announced all their coaches here. Um, and I'll run through them real quick. So the coaching staff was announced on Tuesday with bench coach Jerry Manuel, pitching coach Andy Pettit, hitting coach Ken Griffey Jr., uh, some big names, um, first base coach Luke Collier, third base coach uh, Dino Dino, Dino, Dino Abel, Dino, he's a Dodger. Go, sorry. And then bullpen <laughs> coach Dave Rigetti. Uh, so that's that's just like the coaches. Those are some, some, some names. And so clearly Team USA is all in, which is... Better. And you haven't even got to the actual players. Oh, I will get to the players in a second. Yeah, <laughs> but they're all in, which has been like their tagline thing, which is honestly fun. I like it. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, um, they're all in and Team USA has an... In, like they have a lineup now uh, after their latest edition of Tim Anderson committing early in this week. He joins. Uh, so Tim Anderson at short, Mookie Betts, Mike Trout, Pete Alonzo, Paul Goldschmidt, Trevor Story, which is somehow the least exciting name on this list, <laughs> um, Bryce Harper, Nolan Arenado, JT Realmuto, and Cedric Mullins on uh, the team USA. It's like um, the best fantasy team I've ever heard of. I fucking love it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's an exciting. That's 
that's an exciting team. Those are like stars of the games, whether like and and Trevor Story. So like, it's, <laughs> <laughs> these are these are guys people want to see and Trevor Story. So it's it's exciting. <laughs> like, but um, so just based off the talent in that team alone, and plus we'll get more. We'll get the we haven't even got to the pitching yet. Or like, the bench or anything, yeah. So. Yeah, or the bench. Well, like, well, I mean, there's, I guess a there was some over the bench. Yeah, a couple of those yeah, guys true, will end up true. on the bench or whatever. But um, since we know basically, we basically have a starting starting nine for this team, and it's very very good. Uh, do we think uh, that the U.S. may have the best chance of winning, uh, considering they are all in? They, these players have bought in this early, like this early on into the World Baseball Classic. Um, who do you think is the favorite here? Is it the U.S.? Is it someone else? I don't think it's the U.S. for what it's worth. But I mean, we haven't really heard much from other teams yet, have we? No. I think um, player-wise, I don't think there's anyone. I don't think anyone's really committed to anywhere else. Right. Not that I can think of. But I we, know, but we do um, know who hypothetically could commit. We could create a hypothetical yes. best right, for like right, the right. Dominican People Republic are, and what. There are hypothetical teams for every country. Um, I've seen a ton of them. I'm very. I mean, I think the DR is a, is a strong. I mean, they they did. Mm-hmm. I, you honestly, you might could look at the Olympic standings since we talked about Julio Rodriguez being the Olympics. He uh, might he might pitch in in the World Baseball Classic for the for the DR. But like it, um, I imagine he would. Um. So I'm yeah, I. I'm excited. I do. I think Team USA is going to win it. It's baseball. Probably not. <laughs> it is baseball. Right? <laughs> so. But it's also it's baseball. Anything can happen. Right. So, Are they playing in Miami too? Yeah, Miami and Arizona. There's a second, yeah. They have like, they have like multiple multiple stadiums instead of like Miami, yeah. Arizona. I think San Diego or yeah, LA. San Diego. I think also has one. But yeah, and either then way, somewhere else. But I don't know where. I want. I think like no, There's no way it's Denver. There's no way it's Denver. I think but, um, might, I think they might have one on the. Well, Florida doesn't really count as the I East they, Coast. I, I, I consider it more the South than the East. I don't. I. I thought. I really think it might be Atlanta, but it would be weird if they had two so close to each other on the southern part of the U.S. Oh wow! It's like it's uh, Taichung, Tokyo, Phoenix, and Miami. So it there is, we go. It is much yes. more spread out than that. Yeah. I, I think yeah. that's only for like the group stages for like all the Asian countries that they're yeah. either, playing. To make it fair on travel wise, yeah. Exciting. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, yeah, I, I'm, I, really I, about it. I'm so excited. There's yeah, a lot of players is... I'm excited to see play with each other. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I the the All Star game this year was a little like, because um, no one's gonna go full out. But this you know, people are going out this. all out. But for people will go all out for the World Baseball Classic, and seeing like some of these players on the same team really going for it is gonna be. Team USA yes, and all the talent plus Trevor Story is going to be a lot of fun to watch. Like, this is very excited. good for the culture of baseball. You guys are on. Take take a step back from looking at the uh, on field aspect of it. Just think about how really special it is that we have this uh, sort of tournament, sort of moment for not just MLB but for the entire world of baseball no. to celebrate. It's to me, it's very reminiscent of the Olympics with hockey and, you know, all the team Canada, team USA, team Finland, how special that is for like NHL stops its entire league for the, for hockey Mm -hmm. in the Olympics. Uh, And I think that the world baseball classic can be that for baseball, for MLB. 
I also think it's very cool that we have so many top American names committing already mm-hmm. because past USA teams, they've been good, but they haven't been like an all-star team. Like This is like, an all-star team then some. Yeah, yeah like well, Adam Jones is a legend for his, for the catch he made, but was he really the best center fielder American center At the time, fielder? he was up there. Mm, that I think he, he was on he was on the Respect downward Adam trend. Jones. Though, Respect man. Adam Jones. <laughs> His peak Respect had Baltimore. passed. Well, I think it's exciting that it's an actual World Series. Like it is the whole world. Yes. And well, you know, baseball playing countries. Um, it is everyone, the whole world coming together. The world of baseball coming together, which Can't I think that'll the, that'll do more than I think the London years. Games or the Australian Games mm-hmm. or the you know those it, th- sort of this things. is going to be bigger than the Olympics ever were for baseball. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, and I can't wait for like 2036 uh, when Czechoslovakia, or not Czechoslovakia, the Czech Republic uh, crashes the party. Because <laughs> if, you, you, if you've paid attention to the World Baseball, uh, whatever committee, the baseball FIFA, basically, they've been on the rise. Dude, there are African uh, teams popping up all over the place, especially yeah. women's African teams, which is very exciting. <laughs> I follow quite a few of them on Twitter, and it's really, really exciting to see um, these women just, like, thrive. And I can't imagine how hot it is to play. I've, I, I spent a small amount of time in Ghana, and I did not stop sweating the whole time. So, like, playing baseball in the in the sun, <laughs> and, uh, it's going to be interesting. But it's, it's, it's becoming a more global game, um, which is really exciting. I think it's great that, I mean, this Team USA team has had trouble getting the top talent to commit to it in the past. And the roster you just read off has like four or five perennial MVP candidates on it. And not only that, like Mookie Betts, one of the most exciting, most marketable players in baseball. He's just a joy to watch. And, you know, like they have not only the best players, but some of the more exciting players and more marketable players as well. Bryce, Tim Harper, Bryce Harper, Tim Anderson. And also like, Trevor Story. Right. And also Trevor Story. <laughs> and I Somebody's think, gotta be the heel. It's fine. Right. Yeah. I think if we see like the Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico draw to their teams like they have in the past, um, we're gonna get superstars going against superstars for the majority of this tournament, which is going to be fantastic. I didn't even realize we could see Shohei Otani and a bunch of other NPB All-Stars. They could put up a real good fight. I I really think they could make a run, especially with Otani. Japan, the um, South Korea absolutely can be putting up Mm -hmm. like the what I most of the Western world would probably consider upset. They probably think they're the favorites, which honestly, yeah. Mm-hmm. The idea of seeing Otani lead Japan to a oh, that'd be so cool. Ta- it would be so cool. Really, it excites me. Just the thought of it excites me. Gets me riled we, up. We could get Otani versus Mike Trout. We could. Yeah, we could. We absolutely could. Yeah, I mean, personally, I think if I'm picking a country, I'm picking the Dominican Republic. Um, DR, yeah. Especially the DR, if they get Julio. Like, yeah, especially <laughs> they just got such an insane pool of talent. Uh, but if you want like my like a sleeper pick, I think Japan's a fantastic pick. Yeah, a lot of good young pitchers in Japan right now. Oh yeah, a lot of good young players like yeah, in, true. in Japan, uh, South Korea, like Australia, um, Canada can make some noise. They've got some talented players. Um, yeah, yeah, like Israel's got some talent. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just want to say how special it is that we can go on and on and on about this when really like 
even even in the previous World Baseball Classics, they never really felt this special. But this upcoming one feels like it really could be incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder like, if, like, it's, well, I was just saying, I this wonder very if well having... going to be the, the best WBC of all time. Sorry. Yeah. No, no. I was just saying, I think having the pandemic, yeah, uh, in a way, has really put in perspective all of baseball. Mm-hmm. Also, we got to see a lot more. Um, Korean baseball, Japanese baseball, mm-hmm. because We're that was the only baseball familiar. being played for a while. So, right. I mean, and not that not that American audience is the only ones that matter, but like it, w- I think it's an easier sell when we are at least a little more familiar with. Mm-hmm. It's an easier buy-in, and yep. maybe that maybe that's why we saw more more big name players commit. Maybe not, but yeah. I think it is. I think we're gonna see much more participation of American audiences and even Canadian audiences and other, you know. Mm-hmm people Western who maybe countries. are more focused on major league baseball now have a more global perspective of the game and now understand it more and have a lot more respect mm-hmm. for it. I think too, Yeah. which, you know, didn't mean they didn't deserve it before, but now they have it. Yeah. And, and I think it's right to capitalize on it, not in a <laughs> capitalist way, but in a yay world way. <laughs> in a way that's like, this is great for everybody. Yes. Yes. This is very like long-term, very big picture, but imagine if the world baseball classic can somehow springboard baseball into sort of a system sort of like um football uh, not american but international sort of with all the different leagues and all sort of being on the same equal level footing players transferring between them and being stars and all of them i think that could that I think it's not well going to happen for like 50 years but i think it, we could be on like at least the very beginning of the road to that we're on a path i think that could definitely lead there yeah, yeah. I mean, I think our World Series should uh, our World Series winners could absolutely play and like have 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 an international tournament that plays in November mm-hmm. or in December. Um, yeah. Somewhere maybe. where it's not going to be freezing or raining or yeah. something. Yeah, it's always sunny in Los Angeles. Tokyo Dome. <laughs> yeah, there's there's covered dome. There's there's covered arenas, covered uh, stadiums all over Everywhere. the world. And yeah, not to mention that you, Tampa. Well, and not to mention, you know, <laughs> yeah. lost, uh, the, the field was wonky, but like, you know, the London games, they were able to set up a, a baseball field. It was had hella <laughs> the, yeah. the, the, uh, the foul territory on one side is like the size of Texas, but it's like, just um, Oakland, you know, yeah, but you know, you I think like it's a bad thing. No, no. Hey, I mean, I mean, that's why Dodger stadium was such a pitcher's park forever. It used to have a massive foul territories but um yeah i think it's possible we start seeing some of these like converted ball fields playing in different areas and why not let's do it it would just be cool it's just i'm just yeah i get very giddy when i think about talking about it because it's just it's it's just so cool and like i mean as someone who's also like clearly very proud of like my parentage and all that (laughs) like i like i root for team mexico i don't expect them to win but i'm excited to be able to root for like my country and so it's, yeah, it's just fun. Uh, Alejandro Kirk's going to be special. Alejandro Kirk is that guy. I don't know what to tell you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> He's got that dog in been, been pretty great for us, so, you know, yeah. maybe he'll play. Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. I'm just – it's exciting. It's awesome. And, like, there's a lot of international stuff going on. With, they just announced the – what was it? The, the Korea, Korean series this last week? Yeah, they're going to be playing – MLB is going to be playing an exhibition series against uh, Korean baseball teams, sort of similar to – I know that – Like the old Japan like, series, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Similar. I didn't get to read into it too much because, frankly, I forgot about it until about five seconds ago. But <laughs> yeah. um, I, I'm very excited for a potential, like, new global era of baseball. Same. 
absolutely insane. Uh, there's a lot that can be done with it. A lot of just it's just gonna be fun. It's gonna be awesome to see. Awesome to watch all these players like set new milestones, set new like awesome accomplishments. And it's just it's gonna be a lot of fun. But anyway, moving on to our um, seventh inning, uh, seventh and final inning here. Speaking of those milestones and wild accomplishments, we've seen a lot of things that we are potentially on track for in these last couple, uh, few weeks of the season here. And so of this list, which I have given them previously, because last week I didn't give anyone anything previously, um, they have seen this list for at least an hour. Um, rank these things what you think will be most likely to happen, like, Top down. Um, Judge breaks the American League. Payton put non-tainted home run record in here. Um, uh, Judge does that. Pujols hits 700. Goldschmidt wins the Triple Crown, NL Triple Crown. Uh, The Mariners break their postseason drought. Four things went from least likely to happen to – or most likely to happen to least likely to happen. Like, where do we – how do we feel? What are we ranking these at? I think we can all agree that Mariners break in the postseason and drought. It's, it's going to happen. They're already second in the wild card spot. They already have another room of error to drop. I don't think that both Toronto and Baltimore passes them. I, I think Baltimore can make it, but I don't think that both Toronto and Baltimore are going to pass the Mariners. Yeah. Also, Payton did put non-tainted. I do want to – there's clarification there. Air quotes. <laughs> Yeah, he did put this is in quotations. Sorry, Peyton. Yeah, I agree with you, Johnny. I think the Mariners making the postseason is definitely the most likely. Um, Second most likely, I think I'm going to have to go with Aaron Judge. Um, Pujols cannot hit right-handed pitching. He he can't do it, and it's going to come down to do they face enough left-handed pitching over the next month? And the Cardinals have some black magic going as usual. So I would, I'd probably put that third because triple crowns are just nearly impossible to win. And Goldschmidt has so many people around him in all the categories. He's only really running away with batting average. It's batting average home runs and RBIs. 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 He's two behind Schwarber and homers and tied with Alonzo and RBIs, I believe. Yeah, there's still a lot of – like, he's going to have to have a really good last couple, couple of weeks. Granted, he's had a very good season. Yeah. Person will tell you that every day of the week. Um, he's going to win the MVP. So, so yeah. I actually yeah. disagree with you quite strongly, Matt. It's on everything else. Uh, <laughs> I think Pujols hitting 700 is the second most likely, and I think it's actually quite close to the Mariners – Possibly because here's the thing I do not believe that Pujols is going to walk away at the end of the season if he's within like two or three home runs. If you saw him, how he played in Los Angeles in Anaheim, if he played through that, he genuinely deeply loves the game. I don't think anybody can doubt that at this point. And you know, I we've all felt what it's like to have to walk away from the game of baseball it's very hard to do and when you're that close to such a special milestone he would be just the fourth player all time to hit 700 home runs i think that if he just needs a few more to hit that special mark i do think he comes back for another season 
if he comes back, that goes way up my list. I was just assuming. Yeah, this is kind what's of he, under what's he at account. right now? Has he hit three seventy yet? Where is he at right now? Six ninety three. Six ninety three. He's he's close. Yeah, he's, he's been more. he's been like also like prime Pujols the last week. Um, they faced so, a lot of bad lefties in the last year. Yeah, and so, I, I also think you have to consider the old sort of Derek Jeter final All Star game thing. I think he's not going to try and help. Yeah, I think people are going to try and help him get to that because I mean he's such a special player. Yeah, it is. Try, it doesn't mean it's going to work. <laughs> Take a look hey, at the hey the home run derby fixed his swing. The home run derby fixed his swing. <laughs> he's going to do it. Well, they're playing Cincinnati, Chicago, Washington, Pittsburgh. I think he might do it. If he's going to do it, that's the exact lineup you want. Please, so Chicago, like, Washington, please. Pittsburgh, uh, Milwaukee, Cincinnati, San Diego, Dodgers, uh, Brewers, Pittsburgh, and they have a five-game series against Pittsburgh to close out the season. He might do it. He please let Pujols it. get a start against Patrick <laughs> Corbin. <laughs> he hits. He just four homer game against Patrick. Corbin. Yeah, I mean, I do they start? Do they start him at DH? You know, or do they they start him at DH against every you know uh, lefty, lefty. Mm-hmm. and then the th- you know rotating him in when a lefty reliever comes in, maybe like a lot of pinch hitting. I mean, that's kind of been. I feel like I haven't been watching super closely, but he has been coming in like no, that. That's so. how it's been. That's I exactly either, what I they know. do. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So if they continue doing that, especially with some of the some of the bullpens that are coming up, I think, I think he's very well. And it's the time of the year where you're gonna be getting those the balls gonna start of, flying, and those AAA relievers getting called up as rosters yeah, still expand, don't they? Yeah. yeah, only a couple slots, but not the whole forty. But also but, injury call ups and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I missed the, the forty as, as as the season start as the as the season really starts, starts the season. Set. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but I don't know. I think, I mean, I didn't know who the Cardinals played. I, I think I might like that a lot more. <laughs> I think I might mm-hmm. like cool. That, that was my caveat is like, if they, are they going against like division? <laughs> mm, they're not really. Playing, against, uh, no. playing, playing in Cincinnati is going to help. And Washington oh, yeah. too. That's a, that's a, it's not a, a bad, bad yeah. to hit. <laughs> but yeah, I guess so. It's, we've got what Mariners won. Pujols too. That's what it sounds like. That's what it seems like. Yeah. yeah. I convinced them. I mean, ju- Judge needs judge. fourteen to get to sixty-three, and That's he's probably a- and he's gonna get probably more than double the bats Pujols does. Yeah. What? Are, who are the Yankees play? What's their? I mean, just about how many look. home games do they have? Too. I think that's also. Uh, I, I, straight see. up, I don't think it. I don't think it matters who he plays and how many home games he gets. I don't think he's getting to it. He's going to break it. That's extremely reasonable, but also like I'd like to know. Maybe They're playing Tampa Bay there. a lot. Uh, let's see. So yeah, Tampa Bay, well, Toronto, not. Mets, Oakland, which I'm going to that series. <sighs> I'm excited. Uh, but that's an. It, that I is shut him down this so. uh, series. <laughs> oh wait, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the wrong. I'm looking at the wrong week. Oh, sorry, Tampa Bay, Minnesota. Uh, Tampa Bay, Boston, Milwaukee, Pittsburgh, Boston, Toronto, Baltimore, Texas, and I'm going to a Mets game. Oops, sorry. <laughs> Either way, that's that's briefly not, confused. It's not <laughs> the easiest. That's not the easiest. It's not an easy games. schedule. No, no. And uh, 
it looks like they have a double header against uh, the Rangers at that left. Okay. That, uh, the Rangers are. Yeah, I, I, I mean, think Gold, I think I would slot Goldschmidt above Judge, honestly. I think yeah. so. Because he the is guy. very, very close. Like, it wouldn't even take a particularly hot month to. But you've got, to take the you've got several good starters and bullpens in his way, so. And if yeah, any of the people, all... other people get hot. Yeah, like, it's all dependent I mean, on others. He's got to out yeah. Schwarber, out RBI Alonzo, and also keep hitting 335. Yeah, and, oh, he's he's done that and he's done that this right. season. He only needs to do it for one more month. He's. A, I mean, Aaron his, Judge his... has hit 50 home runs. He only needs to do that for one more month. I think he can make the same argument. Yeah. How many home he's runs been... has he averaged a month? He's hit 49 home runs. At least two. <laughs> Probably more. Guaranteed. Probably. But I mean, yeah. If you go month by month, it's going to be like an imagine. I feel like he got he was really hot to start the year, I feel like. Yeah. He's, he's cooled down recently. And he got shut yeah. down by the elite A's pitching, obviously. Paul Blackburn. He, not, not even Paul Blackburn. Adam Oliver. AJ not even AJ Puck. He's I know, been bad. I know four A's pitchers. Like Jimenez was on my fancy team, and he just got put on the sixty day. So yeah, he he he's been getting hurt a lot. But man, yeah, Aller and and Martinez, they have them Yankees boys in hell. <laughs> I'm fighting for their lives. They were like one in forty at some point between these last two games. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I think. I think I like Goldschmidt better than Judge. Yeah. Ah, that's really hard. It is. That's a tough I like for the yeah. record, I don't think either happens. <laughs> I was about but, to say like if one were to happen, I'd rather Judge do it. Um also like than Goldschmidt hit the triple crown because Carson I think would it's, then become extremely insufferable. I, I think but, it's coin flip if uh, if Goldschmidt wins the triple crown. Legitimately, I think it's that close. No, yeah, it's it certainly it might, feels tough. It might come down to the fact that the Yankees have a harder schedule than the Cardinals. No, absolutely. Like the Cardinals don't have a tough schedule at the end here, so it could be very easy for Goldie to rack up these um, home runs, mm -hmm. these um, RBIs, keep up this. He'll probably face like a half decent amount of position players. Like honestly. <laughs> <laughs> is is Pujols just DHing? Is he playing any first? I mean, I'm guessing not with Goldschmidt. There, I think he plays a he... little bit of first. Yeah, like... I was also wondering what that distribution would look like because that's two players Probably not necessarily like vying for the plus. same thing, but kind of vying for the same spot on the field. Field, of course, the DH absolutely changes things. But I'll do a little bit of research real quick. Wonder, 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 wonder what that how that shakes out. Yeah, we'll see. Just, just, just to, just to left field Pujols. <laughs> he used to. Being his career, he was a utility guy. Uh, his knees not. are different. No, yeah, now he's an ankle from the legs down. Yeah, he's still, got, he's still got the power legs, he does not have the speed legs. He has appeared defensively in 15 games this season. Okay, so they're not 14 really... of them at first base, one yeah. as a pitcher. Oh, yeah. oh, I remember that. Yes, so do I. So, so, so not not actually vying for the same spot, just no. kind of occasionally, yeah. I just I, because they're both, the yeah. I mean, Pujols played uh, first for for the Dodgers for for the most part, but um, yeah. yeah. I'm just curious. No, no, yeah. It's not. I mean, it's not. Um, 
<laughs> than us even the distributions. But and didn't really expect it to be either. Um because you clearly have a better defensive option. Um so yeah. Either way, it it'll be interesting to see how it comes down. But I think I like Goldschmidt better. Yeah. We'll see. Triple crown's hard. It's Triple really crown hard. is hard. That's yeah, it would be the first since like since like the color barrier broke. Uh, isn't it like wasn't the last guy in like the it's early tungsten 40s, like arm, whatever? No, no. <laughs> wrong division, wrong, wrong team that pools played for. <laughs> I was like, like Miguel Cabrera. Yeah, like we're just forgetting Miguel Cabrera. Yeah, but that was AL. Season. That was a, okay, yeah, that was oh, okay, AL, okay. yes. <laughs> I was like, I was like. Did Miguel Cabrera just stop playing baseball? I, for I don't like... recognize it because I don't recognize the 2013 Tigers. They're frauds. Good teams don't get walked off by uh, noted uh, elite hitter Stephen Vogt. I, I suppose. I do like That's Steven. baseball. <laughs> that's baseball. It's always something. Um, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's that's our seventh inning stretch, everybody. Um, so yeah, I think there was a lot of a lot of a lot of good stuff in there. Um, I think the questions are very well written. So shout out to Peyton for those. Um, but yeah, uh, so now I get to pick my objective winner because I actually didn't even keep track of points at all. Um, so, uh, but um, I think the winner this week is going to be going to be Tabby. Like, uh, but you're a Giants fan. Good, <laughs> really good points, dude. There's respect. There is respect between yeah. Dodgers and Giants fans, man. There is. Like, uh, it, it's it was a lot of good points. You can't, just can't refute good points. Like, that's you can, but we've seen you do it all night, uh, Jenny. But besides <laughs> that, it's, it's not refuting good points, it's playing narrative ball. That's fair. That is fair. I thought it was called uh, being a curmudgeon, but you know, <laughs> that's a word I don't know. So, lovingly, lovingly meant. No, it's wonderful. Anyway, um, I'm more offended at Diego baseball? not knowing the word curmudgeon than being called a curmudgeon. It's a fun <laughs> word to say. I did math in school, dude. I, like, I, didn't, I didn't do English for a reason. I did numbers <laughs> with my life. Like, that's what I chose. Didn't your teacher make you read the thesaurus once you when you finished with all your work? No. Wow. No, that sounds awful. <laughs> that's why I guess that's why I'm particularly verbose these days. That's a good word. Very loquacious. That, that good job. That's not what I know. <laughs> anyway, but um, anything else baseball like that didn't get covered in that seventh inning stretch that happened this week? I think we might have hit on most of it. Uh, Nothing yeah. off the top of my head, I don't think. I got enough. A's, uh 20 year reunion of the 2002 A's who had that 20 game win streak. Ooh, that yeah, is fun. They also dunked on the movie Moneyball, which I thought was beautiful. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm so mad about that. that. <laughs> so mad. I love that Hatterberg was like, I got to meet some famous people, and everybody else was like, it, that's not how it was. <laughs> I was like, I think, I think they might have hit the nail on the head on casting there. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was cool. I don't know. I might go watch Moneyball tonight just because of that. I don't even get it in in the movie Art House. Not in a, an unreasonable character. He's not. He's really no. not. Like just because he doesn't buy into this at this time completely untested theory, does it's it not that he doesn't even buy into it. It's that yeah. he's trying to put a, to put together a good resume. He's not trying to not make a fool of himself yeah. when he tries to get a contract with another team, which they eventually did extend him. Yeah, but like it's 
yeah, it's it's fun. It's movies. It's yeah. great. It's Brad Pitt. It's Brad Pitt, Jonah Hill. Exactly. So I mean that 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 movie changed Jonah Hill's career. Like he was the funny oh, yeah. kid before that, and then he was then everyone was like that kid, and he he was that kid. Like he did he good, and then guy. Josh Gad became <laughs> Jonah Hill. Uh, a little acting joke for you. That wasn't exactly a void we needed to fill. So <laughs> a little acting. Hey, I like Josh Gad. Anyway, he's very he has a very done. good reputation. I will say that he's a nice guy. That's fair. That's fair. Anyway. Um, so yeah, I think that's about wraps it up for baseball talk anyway, um, here on This Week in Baseball. Uh, if you don't know where to find us, um, how'd you get here? But if you do want to continue to find us, and oh yes, Peyton, the, Hawaii did win the Little League World Series. That is... Yeah, they, rolled. they didn't win it. They, yeah, they acquired they, it. They consumed it. They were amazing. They, they yeah, <laughs> they were insane. I, I, for some reason in my head, I'm like, oh yeah, we definitely mentioned that. But no, yeah. Shut yeah, up, Steve. Hawaii. Little League World Series, they were incredible all, all throughout the duration. So, but yeah, shout sixty out, to five out. run differential. Yeah, <laughs> and three of those runs came in the championship game, where they won thirteen to three via run rule. Don't yeah, call it I was about to say, how like many that. people did they, whatever they're calling Mercer rule now? Run rule. Run run rule. Uh, a lot. <laughs> a lot. But Amazing. yes, yeah. Shout out Team Hawaii. Thank Wonder you how many bets that screwed up. <laughs> yeah, because you can't bet on Little League World Series baseball. Not enough. The fact that you can bet on it is nasty. But you know. True. Anyway, <laughs> back to the Soutro. If you don't know where to find us, how did you get here? But if you would like to continue to find us all around the internet, our website is diamond-digest.com. Our Twitter at diamond underscore digest. And our Instagram, diamond.digest. Because yes, we are extremely consistent in our online presence. If you'd like to follow anybody here on the screen, uh, our ads are uh, by our little, our names here. So if you'd like to find out uh, and follow any of us for any particular reason, um, I tweet pretty much just baseball stuff. I'll live tweet Giants games when I watch them. Um, Jenny will tweet about the A's and just, I think, baseball in general as well. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I talk uh, a lot about butts. It's cool. Just anything. Uh, actually, I uh, if you're interested in baseball history, I do. Yes. Reno- I my 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 day job is renovating baseball yes, equipment for absolutely. a prop house. It's cool. So uh, if you're interested in old equipment, old gloves, and um, discussions about uh, Dodger butts, um, follow me. <laughs> is it just Dodger butts, or is it other? You know, other- well, uh, the, other, the other the other Seager or? retired, so that's fair. <laughs> Yeah, and then Maddox. I'm assuming via the <laughs> your handle there, it's probably a lot of Mets stuff. Yeah, I don't tweet very much, but it's a lot of Mets stuff when it when it comes out. No, same. I, like, don't I don't want to know what Mets do is. <laughs> well, it's exactly just go, but like that was already taken. I, so I just I just tacked it on, you know. Why does Let's it make me Mets. think of the Cookie Club? I don't know. <laughs> just the two O's, maybe the cookies. Yeah, yeah, cookie. Yeah, cookie. Or like mm-hmm. a gooey cookie. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something along those lines. <laughs> anyway, but uh, that's it for us here on episode, I think it was 13. I already forgot of uh, this week in baseball presented by Diamond Digest. And until next time, uh, we'll we'll see you later in the good old go baseball. Have a good night, everyone. Or day, whenever you listen to this. Have a good day. <laughs>